Merry Christmas, Troy. Abed, you look gleeful. Santa baby, slip a sable under the tree for me. I've been an awful good girl, Santa baby, and hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa baby, and not a space convertible to light blue. I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby, and hurry down the chimney tonight. Think of all the fun I've missed. Think of all the fellas that I haven't kissed. Next year, I could be oh so good if you check off my Christmas list. Santa honey, I want a yacht and really that's not a lot. Good evening, Jennifer. Good evening, Josh. Welcome to the Gleeful Podcast with Josh, Jen, and Ed. Ed is not with us tonight, but in his steed we have Josh and Jen. You can find us online at gleefulpodcast.com on Twitter at Gleeful Podcast. I'm at Josh Brunel. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He is at Edward Giordano. Wish him luck on his PCHEM final. Go, Ed! Which he is studying for all night tonight and taking tomorrow. So that is why Ed is unable to join us. We are back tonight to discuss the latest episode of Glee, the Christmas special, Christmas special number two. I was wondering why they didn't have a Christmas special season one, but the premiere, I think, was in January, and like then it came back in September or something. There was, it wasn't that far. The timing was a bit off. No, the premiere was in... No, the premiere was after um, the American the- Idol. So that was in May, and then it started up again in September, and then it broke for like two months between December and January. So they don't have an excuse. I, I think, but our first episode was in January, and we did our first episode was the week before episode two of the first season. No? Am I crazy? I, I suck with dates, so I'm just going to have to take Jennifer's turn <laughs> on this one. <laughs> I mean, I can't be... Yes, it came back in the fall. That I know. Okay. It came back in the fall, and then it picked up again in either January, February, and it wrapped up in the spring. So. All right. Um, I'll take it. Uh, so they have no excuse for not doing a Christmas special season one, but this is our second Christmas special. And uh, so um, we will definitely talk a little about it. Joe Cullen 84 in the chat room. Welcome, everybody, in the chat room. We've Hello. got about 12 people, 13 people in there now, so that's exciting. Um, which is pretty awesome considering we like removed the date and uh, postponed. So welcome everybody in the chat room. Joe Cullen 84 in the chat room said, I can't wait for regionals. (laughs) Everybody go on Hulu like now and watch the Christmas episode of Community did a whole satire of Glee. It was hilariously funny. It was like Glee plus Christmas Plus Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It was, it was amazing. So <laughs> I don't understand who doesn't get that show. Like, I don't get people who don't How get it. How is that not the highest rated show on TV? I don't understand. It's crazy. All the shows that I think are brilliant, no one's watching. Like, like <laughs> Community, like half, Raising Hope. Men. You know, Yeah, but Two and a Half Men wins every week. Like, what is going on? Uh, Everyone, like... It's okay. It's more special to you. You should be watching Community. You should be watching Raising Hope. You should be watching 
Revenge. Why isn't every human being alive watching Revenge? Actually, Revenge is doing really well right, right. now. Right, and happy endings. Happy endings. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Show. So funny. Uh, American Horror Story is doing oh. pretty well right now, but that's not for everyone. I'm the first one to admit that show is not for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be. But oh my goodness, anybody who watched last week's episode, oh my god, <laughs> it was crazy. Oh, Community, or which one are you talking American about? American Horror oh, Story. Uh, oh, last week was was epic. Yeah, was the word. Epic is the word. Pretty yes, mind blowing. Definitely check out Community. The episode was hilarious. They had a, a bearded guy playing the piano that nobody acknowledged. He just kind of randomly <laughs> showed talks. up for yep. no reason. Um, the uh, uh, the mock Mr. Shoe was hilarious. Uh, Joe Cullen mentioned in the podcast or in the chat room. Uh, mm-hmm. The mock Mr. Shoe was great. Even had the sweater um, vest. Even had the sweater vest. It was great fun. A hilarious episode. They somehow managed to put Allison Brie in a skimpy Santa outfit and then make her not attractive, which was like magic. Well, giving um, Jill McHale a lap dance. Yes, it was just the most uncomfortably bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it was just hilarious. That whole episode it was, was so well It was done. really great. As a fan of Glee, it's totally worth watching. Uh, and, uh, and yeah. Unless you're easily offended because people might take it as them making fun of it. Making fun of Glee? Mm-hmm. Well, Glee deserves to be made fun of. At this Ooh, point, I'm just saying there it's such some, a fixed model. I'm saying some people are overly sensitive, and it might not appeal to them. That's mm. all. All right, a little warning. You give you that. Community's a great show, though. Awesome. And it's definitely worth worth your time. Uh, but yes, we had the Christmas episode this week. We also had the Christmas album, and we opened up with Santa Baby there. Which, uh, there's a lot of songs on the Christmas album that were not performed in the episode, which is crazy considering there were so many songs performed in the wow. episode. Okay. Um, I'll have to count them, but we did a ton of, of there were a ton of uh, songs in that episode. So, um, uh, yeah, they, they still have a couple that are on the soundtrack. So I think we'll listen to those during the show tonight mm-hmm. and take a listen to some of those that Lovely. did not actually make it in. Uh, and then the other thing that did not make it in, let's just get it away out of the way off the top, because I know if we don't mention it very soon, the listeners will be very unhappy. Uh, this is from TV Line by Michael Osiello, the uh, journalistic Ozzie. lead. The headline is Glee exclusive. Find out what Blaine gave Kurt for Christmas. That noise you hear is the sound of claim shippers everywhere shouting bah humbug among the publicity shots. Fox released for this week's Christmas-themed Glee episode was an image of Kurt opening a present from Blaine in the halls of McKinley High. But when the episode aired Tuesday night, the scene was missing from the telecast, leaving fans wondering both why it was cut and what the heck was in the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? (laughs) Oh, no. First off, the sequence was trimmed. Oh, uh, well, TV Line has an answer to both burning questions. First off, the sequence was trimmed because the episode was running long. It will, however, be included on the season three DVD. So let's just say this right now, folks. (laughs) This had nothing to do with people not liking Kurt and Blaine. It had to do with time. (laughs) Still, I know immediately upon hearing that, all of the clean shippers across the country went like, well, you didn't need that and bid number or something you know it's like cut that out. <laughs> or all of rachel's greedy greedy moments i know there were plenty of people that would uh 
would much rather have seen what was in the box than those things. Another MIA sequence. This is again from the article. Santana's Santa Baby, Santa Baby performance will be made available online as early as next week. Second, and most importantly, sources concern confirm that had the present been opened in the episode, viewers would have seen Clay Blaine give Kurt a... This is a spoiler, kids, so if you don't want to hear, fast forward a minute or two. But, Jennifer, do you want to guess what Blaine gave Kurt for Christmas? Oh, um... Uh... I don't know. Um... Um, I have no idea. I have no idea. It was a ring. Really? He gave Blaine a ring. According to this article, not just any ring, a homemade ring made of gum wrappers. Blaine explains that financial issues prevented him from giving Kurt what he really wanted, an item from the Elizabeth Taylor collection, which would have made that entire joke in the the Christmas special episode uh, make sense. An item from the Elizabeth Taylor collection, but something tells me Kurt had, was hardly disappointed by the No Frills offering. After all, Extraordinary Merry Christmas ultimately emphasized charity and selflessness over consumerism and flashy gifts. As for now, that ring will affect Clayne going. As for how that ring will affect Clayne going forward, or whether we'll see Kurt's, Kurt sporting it in the halls of McKinley, we'll just have to wait to ring in the new year. You know, that's actually a good point. <laughs> If he's seen wearing it in the next episode, it's going to look a little strange not having an explanation. Well, maybe they'll wrap it up neatly 12 months from now, like Tina did with Artie's artificial legs from last Christmas. Mm. They, oh, yes, that was right. The line was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, last last Christmas was horrible. We need something cheerier. <laughs> yeah, like such and such, such and such. And then Kurt got artificial legs that disappeared the next day. It broke the next day. <laughs> was that one? <laughs> or stopped working the next day, yeah. That was hilarious that they found a way to, like, tag that in. It's in a way, like, Glee is aware of how horrible its continuity oh, yeah. is. It just doesn't care that much. I mean, it's... It wouldn't be possible for them to do everything they do do successfully. So, I mean, we would still be, we would be so far behind and stuck on the same thing if they, if they took the time and care to, to make all of those things follow through the way they're supposed to. I mean, yeah, totally. it just isn't possible. I mean, I wouldn't mind a little more consistency, but you're right. And part of, I mean... There's a there's a balance, right? Like there is too much consistency means you don't get certain moments, you know that true. They can throw caution to the wind to give you because the show is pretty tightly plotted, and, and it's, it's pretty quick. You know, I mean, it, it's it's very topical and it just it keeps moving forward. And then you know, like the whole balance thing, it's like we complain when there aren't enough songs, and we complain when there are too many songs and no plot. So yeah, there's. They're, they're never going to please everybody. Well, yeah. I mean, the show is definitely about balance. And, and I was thinking about how we, we used to compare it to Scrubs a lot because mm-hmm. you and I are both giant fans of Scrubs. And on Scrubs, um, you always had this injection of fresh blood. Every episode, you could just throw in a patient, throw in a new case. New doctor. And that, yeah, new doctor. And you could easily you know, take some time to kind of like spin off on a new exciting storyline without having to continually beat upon the personal lives of your main characters. But on this show, you don't really have that option. You know, you kind of just have to keep going back to the main characters and and throwing them into new and more dramatic complications from week to week. 
So that's the trade-off. You know, the trade-off is we have a ton of main characters, but that we have to, you know, see them go through trials and tribulations again and again to the point where it does get a little unrealistic. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, is that a concession? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's like any soap opera, though. I mean, it's just, it's one of the things that, you know, anybody who's ever watched soap operas will complain about, but actually love about it and, you know, look forward to. So, and hey, there's still two more Glee Project, you know, winners to inject, (laughs) you know, new plot and excitement. Somebody had, uh, I feel bad for not remembering their name, but somebody had emailed me to say, um, that the bummer, the disappointment with having the Trouble Tones breaking up is that Alex would have been a great addition to the Trouble Tones, which actually would have been hilarious. Oh, yeah. If Alex had joined the Trouble Tones. Uh, but yes, yeah, so we had. Um, Especially because he's so comfortable in drag. Maybe, exactly. he, maybe he would just, you know, throw, maybe he'd pretend to be a girl to get into them, their club. That'd be an interesting plot line. Absolutely. Uh, so we did have, you know, the. It was the Christmas episode, and I know that earlier in the day, um, uh, listener Typo had tweeted, all I want for Christmas is for the Glee Christmas episode to acknowledge that there are two Jewish characters in the Glee Club. It didn't even bring it up until the last line of the episode as they were shaking their bells, which sounds dirtier than I intended it. And (laughs) when she said, happy Hanukkah, that is the closest we got. And it actually really bothered me that like the show had a a, kind of this like bizarre I don't want to say bizarre but this pretty intense Christian message Mm -hmm. um just kind of out of the blue when Rory shows up and he's like uh excuse me guys uh uh I know we were having this this very secular holiday but I'm gonna go ahead and sit down here and read some bible verses and then they do like pans over to to Rachel and then over to Puck, and I'm just thinking, this is, I don't know, I mean, it's kind of insensitive at the very least. Mm-hmm. It's kind of insensitive. At the very least, it was uncomfortably written, because I'm looking at it just going like, well, that's strange. Like, how are, how are they supposed to be taking this? It was, it, that struck me as very odd to, to kind of shoehorn this Christian message into that part of the scene. Yeah, and I was surprised that, you know, Puck ended up singing... Santa Claus is coming to town. I mean, like, of all songs that, you know, he could be performing. Well, not that there are any other, you know, Christmas songs that would be more appropriate for him. But it just seemed it just seemed odd. I mean, well, it, I mean, it was like Santa Claus. I mean, he wasn't doing like Night Divine or something. Oh, Holy Night. Oh, or Holy Night. Yeah. yeah. That's true. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they just didn't even seem to care. And Rachel didn't even seem to care. I mean, that was the other yeah. thing, too. Neither character really cared so i don't know i mean yeah it just kind of it it just felt very awkward to me like as a viewer knowing that these two characters are jewish and just having no one acknowledge it and then you know as we've discussed on the show i i get a little i get I, i i get a little uncomfortable when it when the show does kind of you know throw in a christian message which it's done a time or two before and that seemed to kind of come out of nowhere, considering we'd gone all this time up to this point. Yeah. I mean, there are plenty of Christmas stories he could have told that would have fitted that just fine. He could have told the gift of the Magi. He could have told 
uh, you know, uh, you know, there's a there's a whole history of Christmas stories that are about giving to the poor and and little you match know, girl, little match girl, exactly. Oh, like there's plenty of stories cry. he could have come out with mm-hmm. um, that would that wouldn't have been so specific, Christian. so Christian. <laughs> Thank you, so yeah. Christian. So yeah, it was it yeah. was interesting. Uh, there's currently a debate in the um, uh, chat room about whether or not there are Hanukkah songs. I did not. Well, there is the Hanukkah are. song. There, are, there is the Hanukkah song. And then there's <laughs> Neil Diamond's Cherry Cherry Christmas, but I don't know if that's... <laughs> if he's just capitalizing on the Christmas aspect or... That is a good question. I haven't really uh, listened to it that closely. Let's see. Before we leave this topic, a couple of the listeners wanted to weigh in on it. Here are a couple of voicemails. I think this one is from the aforementioned typo. Hey, y'all. It's typo. The extraordinarily poorly filmed Christmas made me want to scream, Holy slunglut, Chewy! But rather than naming a star after myself and calling it a gift, or buying a pig for a Jewish vegan, or even taunting an entire right? fan base with a scene I had no intention of showing, I thought I would leave you with this three-word review. Happy holidays, everyone. Aww. And happy holidays to you. Um, I was just going to make a really, like, bad, like, do they even have Christmas in Canada? But I don't want people to think I'm serious. Obviously, I know (laughs) that you don't have Christmas in Canada. So um, let's see. This is another on the same topic. Hey, all right, look, my name's Joshua Lamont. I know it doesn't sound like a Jewish last name, but I assure you, I'm Jewish. Don't get me wrong. First of all, as another Joshua, you already sound Jewish. So (laughs) you're good, dude. Trust me, you're good. I got you back. It's Christmas. It's an awesome season. I celebrate it with my friends. But what the hell, man? I thought Rachel Berry was Jewish. We have an entire holiday where she's all excited for Christmas. Even even makes a goddamn Christmas list. I mean, come on, we writers. Seriously? As a Jew, I'm a bit disappointed. I mean, like, all I get is a single happy Hanukkah in the last five seconds. That is not even close to fair. Why can't we get some Jew? I mean, the rest of the season... We hear about why she's such a Jew, and this one episode where she can at least enlighten the population a little bit about Hanukkah, we get. All right, that's that's my piece. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Bye. I gotta throw a giant high five to Joshua yeah. there in that message too, because I try really hard to pronounce words the way they're supposed to be pronounced, and I know that I fail because I'm from Southern California, but I really try hard, and he nailed Hanukkah. When he said Hanukkah, he nailed the crap out of that. And I was like, that's that's how that word is supposed to be pronounced. Every time I hear it, I think, that's not right. Like, that's how it's supposed to sound. Um, but he had such a good point. I mean, I Rachel mean, even having the Christmas list just yeah. felt very... I wanted her to at least to say, like, I know I'm Jewish, but I still like presents. Or it was like one little line she could have said that would have at least rectified it in our brains a little. Yeah, at least... At least acknowledge the fact that they are aware of who she is. And yeah, I mean, honestly, like this episode was more of just a special episode. And because of that, I'm trying not to bring too much weight of, you know, of story and history into it. Like to me, it was just a variety show episode. I agree. I mean, and that's I'm I'm definitely trying to remember that as well. I mean, yeah, it was extremely exciting. If you take it out of the if you take it out of the canon of the show, right. like this show exists, you know, mm-hmm. 
let's be honest this show exists to sell the christmas record yeah i mean there's not a lot to talk about i mean like if we're going to talk about you know the show and how you know storylines have progressed and everything nothing has like yeah not in this one this is just nothing at all it was just kind of a well let's go ahead and uh and they we want to um say that we we said christmas spectacular first yes we did i was gonna get that clip sorry sorry (laughs) Uh, no, 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 no. I'm going to get that clip for Christmas Spectacular. Okay. Uh, this is Christmas Eve with you, um, and this is off of the Glee Christmas album here on the Gleeful Podcast. My wishes will come true Like the one I saved for you Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow Don't care, it's cold outside let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow I'll keep you warm tonight Through the good times and bad, happy and sad I'm still holding on, I know what I have And all that I want is Christmas Eve with you With you, yeah The simple things like going Friends that say you're not alone Songs of joy, they keep you strong Make everything okay Oh, and Santa's song is away Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow Don't care, it's cold outside Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow So that's, of course, Matthew Morrison singing Christmas Eve with you, another song that was not included in the episode. And uh, Matthew Morrison actually directed this episode. I saw that. So congratulations to him. Marty Noxon wrote it, um, who has a history with Buffy and uh, Angel and that crowd and the and the Weed Knights. Um, but, uh, <laughs> the Weed Knights. I... I believe this is Matthew Morrison's first directorial action on the show. He wasn't in a lot of the show, but Shu has not been in the show for a while. No. Well, we have not seen a lot of Shu and Emma, and I'm actually, I was more excited to see Emma than I actually was to see <laughs> Shu. Yeah. But he was just kind of around last week, you know, he was just kind of like hanging out in the background. And honestly... I mean, kind of like with Blaine and Kurt, like if their relationship is going well, we don't need to check in on them every week. It's true. It's like, you know, in half a season, if you want to really throw a monkey wrench into their relationship and, you know, or stir things up and, you know, finally acknowledge them consummating their relationship or something like that. Like if, unless it's something momentous, like I don't need to see the day to day with them. Yeah, so I'm I, okay with it all being about the kids. The show's yeah. I mean, the show was never really about Shu. It was kind of about Shu's relationship with the kids, and oh, but it was but about Shu and Terry. But yeah, like was, at, the second I said that, I realized some of our favorite moments from season one are Shu and Terry. Yeah, and you know, d- I don't know. Do you feel that the show has lost something in not having that Sue and Terryness? I mean, well, Emma. 
Emma and Shu will never be Terry and Shu. Like, there's never no. going to be a comparison. No, uh, no, um, because even when even th- when things were bad between he and Emma, like she never went all Terry on him. Like, the wrath of Terry is like nothing else. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's some there has to be a third party to to make it that that volatile again or maybe exciting i don't know yeah interesting i mean <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of fine with them being i'm, I'm okay with them doing their little yeah, thing and, yeah it's true it's it's kind of like you know terry or Shu and emma seem to have gotten to kind of a nice comfortable place so you know having them in the mix doesn't really seem all that interesting it just takes time away from actual storylines that are being yeah. resolved it seems like we've beaten sue as many times as i possibly want to see that character get beaten so yeah. it's like to to dig up some new reason Sue's gonna hate everybody just seems like a waste. Yeah, of time. now that the election is over, like what's her gonna be her next excuse to tear down the yeah. Glee Club? Yeah, it's it's definitely um the the show has definitely left the adults in a big way. Yeah, and the the adults are are much more just decoration for the kids this season. Well, it's been a very kid centric up, very kid centric season. Except for um the adult that you know puck was sleeping with touche <laughs> i mean like touche there's a little bit of crossover <laughs> but um but yeah and i'm okay with that because there, you know there has been some some pretty pretty serious and somewhat interesting stuff you know the stuff with santana and santana and Brittany, and then the stuff with sam coming back and you know rachel trying to throw the election and kurt and blaine and you know this other guy trying to break up their relationship and i mean there there are things going on that are interesting enough yeah the the adults just aren't that interesting this season and so i'm glad we're not spending a lot of time with them if they're not yeah. doing anything um the look on blaine's face when he was called young burt reynolds was quite outstanding <laughs> uh, it was like was half a second of confused and a whole second of well thank you yeah, exactly <laughs> uh big thanks to joe colin 84 for mentioning that in the chat room uh which does bring us to sue you know sue's plot line in this episode was while the kids were creating this christmas special she wanted them to feed uh poor people um or the homeless people and uh that was it, it, I, again it felt kind of shoehorned like we had this plot line and we had this plot line and we and they weren't quite matching yeah. up exactly yeah. um the, the, you know and, and but i don't know i don't it, it just they didn't quite match up uh but the scene with with uh with the scene with sue trying explaining to Artie and porcelain and other gay uh <laughs> how, <laughs> what she wanted was pretty good was pretty good sue scene so it did uh, give us that. Yeah, it has been a while since we've just kind of seen that side of her. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's like Sue's just run out of things to be angry at. Yeah. And all of her best lines have gone to Santana. That's true. That is true. Although it's going back to last week. It was a little let down by her, her um, you know, three and a half minute rant towards Sam. Oh, in what way? I don't know. It was just like it seemed... It just didn't feel... I mean, some of the stuff was kind of clever, but it didn't feel like it was worth, you know, the extra time 
some of some of the the slams and insults and you know and again after the whole the whole thing with um you know finn and then you know that that politician running that ad it's like none of this has you know kind of curbed her meanness at all yeah it i again you know and as far as santana goes like especially in that rant that definitely goes back to my like you know if you knew this person in real life you would just hate them you know (laughs) like they just she is everything that this show preaches against but because she has a plot line we support it um but as far as this episode goes you know it was cute to see uh them as a couple we're getting some of them as a couple i find them to be a very boring couple because it's a very one-sided like i love you and then the other person saying, like, as long as I'm not dating anybody and they don't well, have any, like, personal problems. I, I mean, Brittany s- seems almost stupid enough that she doesn't even know she's in a relationship at the moment. So I don't like to me, they're a very boring couple. But I know people love them because they're gorgeous together. And yeah. They're very but I mean, token. it's kind of like but even in the first season when they would walk in the hall and hold hands together. Yeah. It's it's really no different than that because we're not seeing them actually in a relationship. You know, and a couple of weeks ago, people, I think, you know, were kind of making a big deal about them holding hands together in the ladies locker room in front of Mercedes and Quinn. And I'm like, that's not a victory tonight. (laughs) Tonight was a bit of a victory. They're holding hands on public TV, you know, because they were holding hands while they were filming the the broadcast. (laughs) They were doing the broadcast for the Christmas special. So I'm like, okay, that is a victory. But. Until we actually see them in a relationship together and like going through the stuff that we see Kurt and Blaine going through or going through the stuff we see Rachel and Finn going through yeah. or even, you know, Tina and Mike and we barely see anything for them. No relation. We, we see. <laughs> <laughs> Glad they pointed that out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we I mean, as little as we see between um, Tina and Mike, we still see more interpersonal relationship than we yeah. do between Brittany and Santana. More so, of an actual relationship. So until we start to see that, is really not a lot to comment on. <laughs> uh, well, let's go ahead and uh, well, let's listen to another song. Sounds good. And then we'll talk about our favorite songs from the episode because there were a ton of performances in this episode. Uh, here is Do You Hear What I Hear? This is another um, song that did, was not included in the episode. So let's take a listen to that here on the Gleeful Podcast. Said the night wind to the little lamb Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little lamb Do you see what I see? A star Tail as big as a kite. 
Was that Alex <laughs> opening up this song? I think so. At first, I thought it was Santana, and then I looked at you, and I was like, wow, I can't believe they've cut two of her songs from the episode. And then you mouthed Alex? I think that was... And I, I think, Santana doesn't have that vocal control. No. That sounded totally like Alex. And and then I was like, that must be Lindsay then. Which is... Oh, this does sound like Lindsay. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is, Oh, now I got to look it up. I'll have to see. If any, anybody in the chat room, if you can listen to us, if you're listening right now, I would hope you're listening right now if you're in the chat room. <laughs> I don't know what else you're doing. Uh, you should just catch it up with friends. Figure out who's singing this song for us. Google the crap out of that. Uh, this was um, Do You Hear What I Hear. There were a ton of uh, musical performances in this episode. We opened up with All I Want for Christmas is You by Mercedes. Um, we had Leah Michelle performing River. Which was funny because you're like, this is not an upbeat song. I know, I know. I was kind of like, <laughs> already just, you know, already just said that, um, you know, uh, Rory's version of Blue Christmas was too sad, and we need something upbeat. So what does Rachel do? River, exactly. Which is beautiful, but incredibly sad. Uh, we also had, uh, we had Leah Michelle and, um, what's it? You know, Lee Michelle and Darren Chris. Darren Chris, thank you. Doing extraordinary Merry Christmas. That was uh, fun. They it looked, was fun. They're adorable together. Santa Claus is coming to town with uh, with Puck and Finn. Uh, Very and people in the chat room are saying that it's Alex and Lindsay. So how cool oh, is yeah. that? Good that they got a song. He, I forgot. He well, not forgot, but I think this is the first time I've listened to him and not actually seen him perform. Holy crap, he has an amazing voice. He has an amazing voice. He always did. Oh, totally. It's just distracting. And that he came off as such a diva on the show. Yeah, there was a lot of... That made it hard to root for him. It was always a, a, a drama or a mini meltdown for some reason. So, yeah. um, But I am, I am anxious to see him. I, I'm really... I think above all, I'm anxious to... Now that we've seen, you know, Lindsay and... Um, Rory. Well, <laughs> Damien. Damien. <laughs> yeah, it's funny uh, how they gave him the only Irish name more Irish than the one he had. <laughs> well, it's because his brother is already named Seamus. Yes, exactly. But seriously, every time he just has one line. Okay, so like that whole scene in the locker room when Finn was saying he had no idea what to get Rachel. I caught socks. I caught something else. And then I have no idea what Rory said. I can never catch. When he just says one line. It's lost on Oh, me. it's only when he talks on a block that you're able to tune in. Yeah, I kind of piece it together in context. Interesting. But when he just throws out one line, I don't think he has enough time to warm up to the accent. Or, I don't know. <laughs> he, does, he does struggle. He's not the best actor in the world, I'm afraid. No. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like I was thinking about that. Like He progressed so well during the Glee project, but he was competing... You know, he was he was performing and competing against people that he has worked together for with, you know, with for weeks. Mm -hmm. Now he's up against all these people who have been doing this for a couple of years. So it's, it has to be incredibly intimidating. Oh, without question. And I'm sure it's a lot harder for him to overcome a lot of his hangups and fears. Yeah, without question. Um, but I do think he's placing the bar, at least for me, he's placing the bar pretty high for Samuel. Uh, we talk about this a lot. Like, this has to be the 
tenth time we've brought up the comparison between, you know, now that we've seen uh, Damien, how's Samuel going to do? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm very curious. But um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so um, I'm going to ask you what your favorite uh, musical number of the episode is and least favorite. For me, the least favorite was definitely Extraordinary Merry Christmas. I just thought this, like, I thought the performance was kind of dumb, though I do like when Rachel wears those uh, Donna Reed dresses. Mm -hmm. But I I just thought that song was stupid. And I don't, I just just didn't seem to need (laughs) to be there. Like... Like in a, in a show that was jam-packed with songs, but oh. none of them to me seemed boring or at least like at no point in any of them did I think like, okay, I'm ready for this one to end. That was the one where halfway through I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm, really? I'm good here. I didn't like Extraordinary Merry Christmas. My favorite by far was the Let It Snow duet. Oh, yeah. With, with uh, which I'm not a giant fan of the Blaine Kurt duets. But that one was dynamite. I thought, like, the arrangement was so cool. And I'm sure that's an old, like, Barbara, Judy arrangement that they dug up that I haven't heard. But to me, it was new. <laughs> I, I dug that one. I thought yeah. that was fun. That staging was fun. They were fun. I really dug that one. I liked that one a lot. Yeah, I mean, it was so perfectly done. They were so perfectly in character with doing this sort of retro holiday i'm sorry christmas special yeah i kept thinking like half of the core audience of glee has to have no idea what they're satirizing right now (laughs) yeah i mean at best maybe some people have seen the stephen colbert christmas special that he did last year oh that was the same kind of thing yes yes you know he's locked away in his cabin and he's hoping his friends will come visit (laughs) um I can, you know what? Honestly, I really, I did really like that one a lot. I, that might have been my favorite one, although now I'm going back over. But I'm really surprised you didn't say Christmas wrapping. I hate that song. I, oh, and by the way, but it was a fun put, number, and, and and Brittany was in a short, short Santa skirt. So very short, almost too short. It was distractingly <laughs> short. Um, so whoever had posted that on the uh, the Facebook page last week. It is wrapping paper or Christmas wrapping by the waitresses, and that is the song that Josh hates. Oh no! You had asked the Christmas song that I that I have to turn off or that ruins Christmas for me. What was your question? Yeah, I thought it was, it was a Christmas tie ra- between Christmas wrapping and simply having a wonderful Christmas. Oh, time. that was it. Yeah, that's the worst Christmas song ever written. It's is simply having written. a wonderful Christmas time. It's barely written. Just all you have to do is play that stupid that synthesizer intro, like da 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 da. Shoot me in the head as soon as that comes on. Oh, it's the worst. And you always hear it like like you'd never be in you'd never be in Nordstrom's and hear them play simply having a wonderful Christmas time. You'd always hear it in Pick and Save. Like if you go to Big Lots, they play that song in a loop. I don't know why. I'm not judging. I'm just saying that's where you hear that song. <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm just saying. Just saying. Wow. Um, yes. Let us know. I thought it was amazing. I Christmas. Yeah. Christmas wrapping. I thought it was a cool number. I, I like the choreography was really fun. Like as far as Britney numbers, mm-hmm. I actually really liked it. And she sounded good. She sounded good. They didn't yeah. sa- it didn't sound like they affected her voice too much there was enough other stuff going on like you're with a fan the of the dancing ribbons? and the ribbons <laughs> and and like the movement throughout the stage and everything there was enough other stuff going on to distract yeah. me from how much i dislike the song yeah yeah um and I, you i 
I, I would have said let it snow, let it snow, let it snow as my favorite number, because um, I love that song and I thought it was a really fun, um, fun uh, performance by the two of them. And I don't know that I don't have, I don't know that I have a, a least favorite. I mean, well, I mean, I guess there would be a least favorite in order of preference, but there wasn't any song that I just didn't like altogether. Hmm. I mean, I liked, I liked the, the, you know, the Blaine and Rachel performance. I thought that was fun. And you could tell she was trying really, really, really hard to win over Artie and, (laughs) and, and Blaine was trying really hard to, you know, (laughs) (laughs) sing with Rachel and not Kurt. I don't know. It was, it was, yeah, I just, yeah, it didn't work for me. Sort of meh. It was very meh. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, And of course, in the chat room, people seem to be lit up about Let It Snow as well, though some people um, did, uh, uh, did comment that it might have been a bit too fast. Um, I was a little surprised by the pace. It's interesting that My Favorite Things is not on the Christmas record. Yeah, it's so funny because I don't know why that song has become so synonymous with Christmas. But don't they sing it during Christmas in the show? No? No. It must have been on somebody's Christmas record and it's just become, or like in Barbara's Christmas special or something. Yeah. At some point. Now... The listeners, we should talk about the Star Wars Christmas special. Now, the show... Christmas in the stars. The, 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 oh, that's not actually from the Christmas special. Oh. That's just from the Christmas record. Um, so the show referenced the Star Wars Christmas special, which is, as they said in the show, was only shown once in 1979, I think, and was buried and never shown again. Um, and totally, totally hidden away. George Lucas pretends it didn't happen, and it is the worst thing you've ever seen. It has the same intro, and it was actually satirized on Community as well. On the yeah. uh, the, the episode where Community satirized Glee, they also satirized the Star Wars holiday special, I think it's called. It's absolutely horrible. Um, Carrie Fisher sings a song, and she's so wasted. Like, you can just see her eyes <laughs> darting around in her head. Like, it's so bad. About the first half hour has no dialogue <laughs> because it's all Wookiees talking to each oh other. You can barely get through finished. this thing. I it's still haven't finished so it. Bad. I keep falling asleep. Oh my and I God. love Star Wars more than any movie I've seen. I almost said anything. But. <laughs> you love Star Wars as your favorite movie. Yeah. The first one. Um, but yes, if you, you can find it online. I'm not advocating that you do that, but should you do that... It is horrible, but it was really funny to me that they referenced the Star Wars Christmas special. What I really liked, Chewbacca, like for some reason that Chewbacca scene was really funny. Yeah, he's like, he came to me in a dream. Yeah, but then like the the Han Solo Luke Skywalker thing, that didn't, that kind of fell flat for me. Like I didn't quite understand that particular reference in the show. It, it didn't make sense, but I think that's the only way they were able to tie in any sort of Star Wars to the um, to the Christmas special. Yeah, it was kind of like they wanted to have this joke. Like, they wanted to reference it, and so they found a way to reference it. Um, but they referenced it in the opening credits, and, like, the funniest part of the Star Wars holiday special is a, a child Art Wookie. Carney? Yeah, well, Art Carney and B. Arthur. Hello. <laughs> Always amazing. Diane Cannon. What up? Uh, there's a scene where a, a, a child Wookiee 
watches a holographic performance by Starship. Oh, <laughs> yes. And it's so cheesy and bad. Um, and you, you that's what they satirized on Community. But um, uh, that would have been hilarious, like, to have Kurt walk over and be like, what did you get me? And open it up, and it's like a... a holographic performance by some of the kids that aren't actually in the special that would have been hilarious okay so when they were starting the special i was like wait a second how come quinn isn't here i didn't realize she sided with charity over yeah that was not really it wasn't explained until the very end at all yeah Yeah. it yeah a lot wasn't i mean again i tried to just look at this as just a musical review for christmas not exactly you know you could pull it out and it won't make any difference to you know storylines for the next episode that's pretty much the only way to watch to watch the christmas special it was like that that last year too you know the christmas special just kind of exists on its own which i'm okay with it's nice to occasionally have an episode where there's no stakes yeah i mean that's not the worst thing in the world it's only a problem when you have to discuss it for an hour on a podcast (laughs) so let's cut it and listen to this is another song uh this is little drummer boy Again, a song that was not included in the episode. Here's Little Drummer Boy on the Gleeful Podcast. Come, they told me, but um, ba bum bum A newborn king to see, but um, ba bum bum Our finest gifts we bring, but um, ba bum bum to lay before the king, but um pa bum bum, rum pa bum bum, rum pa bum bum. So to honor him, but um pa bum bum. When we come, little baby, but um pa bum bum. I have no gift to bring but a ba bum That's fit to give a king but a ba bum bum Rum ba bum bum Rum ba bum bum Shall I play for you but a ba bum couple of discussions from the chat room animal puff says i kind of wonder why they recorded so many christmas songs if they weren't going to use them all um i think it's just because christmas albums sell like crazy christmas albums are i mean that's why buble records one every single year um there are acapella groups that have like like uh rockapella has more christmas records than they have regular records (laughs) christmas records just sell like hotcakes for people so I think it would, would just be, you know, they recorded so many songs that they could pad out justifying releasing a Christmas album. Yeah, and, and just to set the record straight, Michael Buble records those Christmas albums for me. Oh, for you personally? Yes. Okay. You know, I'll give you points. As, as we, you and I have discussed, and we've probably discussed <laughs> on the podcast at least once, I am not a giant Buble fan, though I am frustrated by how incredibly cool of a guy he seems. Because... <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a really cool guy. 
that said, he does have the Poopini sisters on his new Christmas album, and I love the Poopini nice. sisters. Nice. I haven't listened so, to it yet. I'm totally stoked to, to listen to that. From you. you can totally borrow from me. Um, so yes. I will endorse the new Buble Christmas record <laughs> because he has one song with the Papini sisters. And apparently they they sing backup in his Christmas special. Oh. Uh, as well. um, also from the... And he's Canadian. Yes. So. <laughs> and he's Canadian. And he, so he celebrates Christmas. <laughs> of course he does. Uh, do they? I didn't... Do they in Christmas? In Canada? Um, so also from the chat room, listener Blackbelt99 said, um, this episode angered me as much as Jesus. Referencing grilled cheeses from uh, season two? two, season one, two. season two. Um, Pretty sure two. Which is an interesting yeah. point. That would definitely be the last time the show made a very—I mean, overtly religious—an an overtly religious statement. But I don't know. How do you feel about that? Like to me, I would say that they were different because this statement was a very overtly Christian statement in this episode, where Jesus, I felt, was more of a discussion of different elements. You know, like to me, girl, Jesus didn't really come down strongly on any one religious sentiment. It kind of left it open. And this this episode was definitely a very, you know, Christian sentiment. Does, does that ring true at all? Or are you just well, forgetting? No, Jesus? no. I mean, the girl Jesus thing. I mean, I think in the moment as I was watching, I was like, oh, that's funny. And, you know, I think it was after the fact that it did really offend me. And we probably even talked about it on the show. But mm-hmm. it did offend me that, you know, here he is. Allegedly seeing, you know, having this vision from from God and he decides to use it um, or or pray to it to, you know, go all the way with his girlfriend to make the, you know, first string on the football team and and other stuff. So, I mean, in, in that respect that I found I found that to be. A bit offensive, but I mean, the show did discuss that, and in that particular episode, you know, that show did kind of, at least to me, it came down evenly on like telling Finn that he was an idiot while supporting Kurt's, you know, belief system while showing, you know, showing Kurt as an atheist while showing Sue as being an atheist who had was lost this, faith. You know, this is there were a lot of things in that episode. This was the episode where Kurt's dad had a heart attack. Is that right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. I mean in 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 general the episode I feel did something to I think it did what it could to say listen, you know, everybody has their beliefs and these are, you know, everybody has the right to believe what they want even if it's not to believe in anything. And I do believe that, but I'm saying as far as the storyline of, you know, been praying to girl jesus <laughs> that one didn't fly with that it. was a little yeah it was a little that was a little tough to swallow well uh uh to get back to the christmas episode uh reflecting on a conversation in the chat room yes rockapella is a real band they're awesome <laughs> rockapella 2 also known as devil baby is one of the best a- acapella records you can buy hands down rockapella 2 uh also known as devil baby it has why. It has don't tell me a do. It's amazing. Actually, I think it's called don't tell me a do. I think that's what it's called. It's called Rockapella. Don't tell me a do. That's a great record. I think it was going to be like our fourth date, and then we got stuck in traffic, and now it we made was. It. We got totally stuck in traffic. <laughs> I, 
I'm I'm just get the one that has Don't Tell Me You Do on it. That's the one I'm trying to think of. Now I'm confusing my Rock Capella records. I do have a lot of them. Anyway, um, that's pretty much it we have for the Christmas episode. I don't have a lot left to say about the Christmas episode, Jennifer. Yeah, again, I try not to give it too much weight other than just being a vehicle to cram in as many Christmas songs as possible. Um, certainly, as it has been in the past, uh, resolutions are come to at a very fast and very comfortable pace for everybody. Yeah. And everybody's kind of like on board with um, ultimately doing the right thing in the end here. And I think that was very sweet and it was a fun um a fun way to end the episode yeah i think it it, all in all like take the good with take the take the good take the bad i think i did like it better than last time because i liked the last one but the last one was so Mm. it was so schizophrenic with the grinch Grinch. and the mattress or whatever i don't even remember the last one was confusing yeah but i i think i did like this one better i'm gonna ask the chat room i know you guys are a few seconds behind us but I'm about to ask the chat room, what Christmas songs do you wish they performed? But while I wait for the chat room to catch up, Ooh. Jennifer, do you have a Christmas song you wish they performed that they have not yet gotten to on Glee? Oh. Okay, I don't. It's just one of my favorite Christmas songs ever, and it's called Christmas is for Children, and it's performed by Glenn Campbell. And oh, there you go. I think that would be really, really pretty. That would be very pretty. That's I think a good they track. could do a really nice job with it. And, um, not that anybody has any um, need to be convinced that Christmas is something they want to celebrate in this episode. Um, <laughs> so the song really wouldn't apply, but um, but yes. Okay, on the spot, Christmas is for children. Uh, Joe Colin 84 and a couple people in the chat room had mentioned having Puck do the Hanukkah song. Which would be quite funny. I thought he did that last year. Did you do Cherry Cherry Christmas? I don't think he did either. I could be wrong. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking of him doing a Neil Diamond song, but I guess that was Sweet Caroline. Go ahead. Uh, let's see. We have <laughs> Animal Puffs Celebrate Christmas for Real. Oh, Celebrate Christmas is the name of the song. Uh, <laughs> uh, Clean Fan has Oh Holy Night. Uh, nice. Fanny the Flaky has Happy Christmas War is Over. That's one of my favorite songs, Christmas or Not. Yeah. But I can't hear it and not hear John Lennon. Like, I only, until I die, I only want to hear John Lennon perform that song because he really believes it. <laughs> and everybody else, I think, when I hear them sing that song, I think they're wanting to believe it. <laughs> like, they're, they're giving it their best. But when John Lennon sings it, he really mm, gets me every time. Really sells it. Every time. Uh, Mole Keeper has Bare Naked Ladies Elf's Lament. Potterfan92 oh. has Sleigh Ride. <laughs> Yo David Six has Fair, Fairy Tale of New York. Um, they do have like three cuss words in that song, so that would actually be really funny to hear on the show. I think one that they couldn't even say on like <clears throat> channels like FX. <laughs> it, was a, it was the first time the C word had ever been used on Basic Cable because no one actually could understand what he was saying. I know. <laughs> Um, we put that on a Christmas Spectacular I'm once. I'm sure we did. I love that song. Your song's amazing. I personally, I mean, my, the first song that comes to mind would be um, Hard Candy Christmas. Because I love that song. Vinny's already started but playing it's that. so I sad, it. right? But I do think that would be funny. Um, and then the other thing that kind of randomly comes to mind, again, another like really sad Christmas song, is I love Please Daddy Don't Get Drunk This Christmas. <sighs> 
but anyway, we're going to have plenty <laughs> of Christmas songs in the Josh and Jen Christmas Spectacular, which will be hitting the feed um, TM. in a week or two. So look for that. Yeah, TM, straight up. <laughs> uh, so look for that. We're going to go out with Do They Know It's Christmas. This song is dumb. I'm sorry. There's so <gasps> many dumb lines in this song. Like <laughs> They wrote it in 24 hours, or they put it together in 24 hours. Anyhow. <laughs> the li- my favorite line in this song, my favorite line is when they said, aren't you glad it's, or just be glad it's them instead of you. Now, maybe in context, that song doesn't sound incredibly mean, but out of context, that's kind of like, <laughs> like, yeah, they're miserable. Just be glad it's them, though. Because it... <laughs> Come on, that's hilarious. No, no. Uh, for the no, Gleeful no. Podcast with Josh, <laughs> Jen, and Ed, Ed I'm Josh. I'm Jen. <laughs> and uh, shining down all over the world, except for the monsoon strikes. Ed says, peace out. Ed says, peace out. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Good night. I know I said that this song sucks and it does, but if you download this particular version of the song, um, something like 90 cents go to uh, charity. So you should still buy it. It's still worth like a dollar 30 of your time. There are worse things you could do for a dollar 30. You could give that dollar 30 to Starbucks and that would be way worse than this. And it would taste like crap. So anyway, um, you should totally do that. And uh, good night, everyone. <laughs>